All right, I gotta know. Yes, I'm about to activate it. No, 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 not that. What the hell does Cree mean? Well, actually, it means a lot of things. Um, loosely translated, it means uh, attention, listen up, concentrate. You who? Yes, in a manner of speaking. Huh. Okay. Here goes. Stargate humans and Jafar. This is the podcast where we talk about Stargate episodes. This one is Sight Unseen from Season 6. My name is Andrew. And uh, yeah, this episode, written by Ron Wilkerson and Damien Kindler. Uh, Ron Wilkerson is like a. He did a lot of the earlier episodes. He did not a lot. He did some of the earlier episodes, um, which had to do with like, here's an alien mystery, and we're going to spend 40 minutes unraveling a mystery. It's very procedural. Damien Kindler is he, he's new in he's a new writer for this season, and he's been doing some really cool zany stuff that picks up threads of old episodes that were just left hanging there, and he de- he develops them really well. So that's. I guess this, when you add those two things together, this is the episode you get. And the director was Peter West, who, as we have noted before, occasionally does some really cool um, camera movements, but by and large, does not. <laughs> uh, most of the time, Peter West is... Uh, can I use the word procedural? It's just like, people are talking on the screen, and they're telling you what the story is. Um... He's more of a tell tell us, don't show us director, if I can put it that way. His, his camera work is not um, not too imaginative. For example, this episode would have been like a classic opportunity to use camera work to show the effect of how you touch people and it transmits this, you know, this problem. Um, especially in, at the end, I noted down where Vernon is walking through the airport and he's brushing past people and touching people and, you know, people are patting him on the back at the security desk and the t- ticket desk and so on. And the camera work is like this really pulled back uh, mid shot or long shot that doesn't move and you you would think right there would be an opportunity to have like an insert shot which is where you know you see him walking past somebody and then just as they touch you get a really like a flash of a close-up and the camera goes boom and kind of gives you boom impact on the fact that he touched somebody and that it's a big fucking deal because he's spreading this and you know but yeah just I felt like many lost opportunities to use some camera work to increase the threat or the the menace that this poses, this big big old problem. So that's that's you know that's Peter West, <laughs> and I've tried to listen to the commentary just now, the audio commentary on the DVD, and uh, oh, bit bit dull. <laughs> I didn't didn't get more than three minutes in just. Very, very dull. 
Anyway, <laughs> the episode starts with one point for the front gate stock footage guys, um, and five points for Gary Jones, uh, who's doing, you know, running the control desk and stuff, and SG-1 have found some ancient thing. It's a bug zapper, and it's emitting energy, which of course begs the question, why would you bring this back? You know, we've been through season two, <laughs> season three, where, you know, Jack O'Neill, they bring a thing back, and Jack O'Neill gets speared through the shoulder and stuck up on the wall. <laughs> you know, we've done this. Why are you bringing things back t to Earth? Take it to the Alpha side, for God's sakes. <laughs> um, and it's nice to see that Jonas says, hey, I saw something, and Hammond is doubtful, but immediately goes to full lockdown. That's nice. Like, okay, I trust you. <laughs> um, and of course, it's five points because the episode features these bugs which are going out of phase, and uh, they even, in this episode, try to, like, talk their way out of it. You know, how... Uh, if I'm out of phase, how come I don't fall through the floor? You know, that was a complaint about earlier out-of-phase episodes, and this one, they're like, well, these bugs seem to be able to pick and choose when they interact with solid matter. <laughs> okay. Cutting off that complaint before it starts. Um, and at first, uh, this, this vision could be remember Jonas was on the same planet and his mentor guy got exposed to the things and it could be related to Jonas's planet rather than anything else and so that requires us to hear that the doctor gave him a clean bill of health which of course is one point when the doctor says there's nothing wrong with you we haven't had that in a while um so uh what happens next O'Neill going fishing invites Carter and it's it's kind of weird. Like, again, we've been through season three with the Zetargs, where there is peak sexual tension, and really, this is this is a valley. You know, O'Neill and Carter, they've kind... They're kind of putting it behind them. They're, like, all about the work, a little bit of, you know, good-natured ribbing <laughs> and teasing each other. Um, but there's no, like, hey, uh... I was, I was wondering if you want to come to my cabin for the weekend. I'd like to spend time with you, you know? Oh, uh, I don't think that's a good idea, a good idea, sir. You know, there's nothing. It's just like, hey, you want to come? I know you won't. <laughs> you knew I wouldn't. Of course not. Great. We don't want to spend time together. Great. Great. Good with me? Fine. Fine with me, too. Fine with me. I'm glad you're fine. Bye. <laughs> It's like anti-sexual tension now with Jack O'Neill and Samantha Carter. Ah, uh, season six. Um, and now Jonas sees a second bug. It's these cute blue ones. They're very cute. The ones that have a head on both ends and, and scurry around. What's the matter, Jonas? First time seeing an alien hallucination, you should be smiling. <laughs> And then Dr. Fraser is called in to once again give Jonas Quinn a clean bill of health. There's nothing wrong with him, so another one point. I'm so happy it got scored twice. Um, and then Teal'c, again, be extremely happy that O'Neill did not ask you to go fishing. 
<laughs> O'Neal is, is, he's like, yeah. What's up with O'Neal? <laughs> he's, I've said this a few episodes back. He's kind of checking out. Maybe he's just like, uh, exhausted from the whole life being stolen from him with the, uh, Tokra Baal torturing episode. I don't know. <laughs> He's kind of just getting tired and doesn't want to talk to anybody, just wants to be a bit grumpy and go fishing on his own. Anyway, now Tilk is seeing them, so there's a problem, and now Jack is seeing them as well, because of this cute little scene at the gas station. Sorry, can you hear the dog in the background? Tinkle, tinkle, tinkle with the collar. I think it's time to go for a walk. Um, so let's get through this. Um, I don't have too much to say. I only have, I have less than one page of notes on this episode, which is strange because it's it's a very good episode. Like it, the story is quite good. It's an easy one. It's an easy breezy Stargate episode. You could even show this to somebody as like their first episode that they've ever seen um, because it's so unchallenging <laughs> and it's, it spells itself out at all points. Um, what have we got? The cute scene at the gas station, uh, <laughs> where we meet Vernon, and this, the full service comes with yours truly. <laughs> anyway, Jonas, uh, is studying the thing, and Sam comes in and says, you're doing a great job, and that's nice, because it, there's no, where the, there's no squashing the emotions, avoiding the emotions. Sam makes a full-hearted apology. You've earned my trust and my respect. I'm sorry. Um, and then they joke about it, which requires more trust. You know, so it's, I guess, you know, when I started that one-point category for, uh, when people on Stargate hide their emotions and avoid emotions, um, you know, that was like, I was like, oh my god, they're always doing this. But uh, as we've gone on, they do it less and less. I haven't had to award that one point in a very long time, which is great. Um, yeah, I mean, I like, I like when our characters go mushy, you know? If this was Brooklyn Nine-Nine, <laughs> they'd be wrapping it up with an, a mushy emotional thing every single episode. <laughs> um... And of course, people aren't used to seeing these things that we have seen. We are used to seeing these horrific alien visions and whatever. <laughs> it's traumatizing. <laughs> Sights of alien creatures trying to exterminate humanity. But of course, other people aren't used to this. <laughs> Everyone who works at Cheyenne Mountain is like, oh, it's just Thursday. <laughs> Another alien plague. Ugh. Okay, here we go. Beep, beep, beep. Hey, honey, gonna be late home again. Yep, we're on alien lockdown quarantine. Make sure you let the cat out. <laughs> anyway, um, one more point for the front gate stock footage, guys, shown again. Uh, Jonas and Sam, who are the only scientists in... In, on the planet, apparently. They're, they're still working on the device and they try to pull the crystals. Um, and of course, we're eating jello in the infirmary. 
Not the infirmary. Why do I keep calling it the infirmary? It's the mess hall that we don't often see, but whenever we do, you can bet the Teal Kid's already there, chowing down. <laughs> I find that very funny, that like, anytime the mess hall, the dining hall, is shown, Teal is just there. <laughs> Burn him up damn calories. <laughs> Gotta feed the fire. <laughs> feed the beast. Um, so they take, try to take the, the alien ancient bug zacker back to the planet they found it on. Gary Jones is on the desk, and now he's getting affected by the bugs crawling over him. You know, that's, that's creepy cool. And it, it's at this point, I, I, re I remember very strongly, I saw this episode back in its original run. I've talked about this many times before. I didn't get to see much of Stargate on TV in its first run. What I saw was mostly on, like you know, accidentally catching a recording on a VHS tape that I left going <laughs> or something, or buying some of the limited DVDs that were available. And I was kind of young at the time, and during, you know, the late 90s of 2001, I was only 10 years old or so, around about then. Um, but I do remember this one being on TV, and it was a great episode, and one of the ones that stuck in my memory. These blue bugs are very familiar. <laughs> Um, and here we go, um, two points for a reference, because we, you know, we figure out that this bug spreading thing is no problem, but it's like a contagion, <coughs> which of course we view differently now that we've all been through the COVID-19 pandemic, but the two point reference is for mass hysteria, dogs and cats living together, <laughs> it's a reference to Ghostbusters. So, the only solution at a time like this when an alien device is ruining your world is, of course, you reverse the polarity. <laughs> the answer is you change the crystals around. And it works. It undoes the effect and you just have to shake hands. And so Anil is uh, getting this info, driving. He's wearing these, like, headphones, and I feel like I had a pair of these headphones in the year 2000. <laughs> <laughs> like basic old school headphones. <laughs> oh well. Um, and uh, uh, yes, here we go. More computer hacking. And Jonas says, "Wow, how do you get all this privileged information at the touch of a button?" And it's like, ugh, just hacking is not done well in Stargate SG One. I've gone into this many a time. Um. The episode point of no return hashtag Martin was right <laughs> where every time um, someone some civilian is like wow you guys are alien cons there's, there's an alien government conspiracy and I'm a computer nerd it's like we're supposed to laugh at these people and again we're supposed to laugh at Vernon and pity him but as soon as Samantha Carter does computer hacking and alien investigation stuff that's really cool. <laughs> We're not supposed to mock or pity her. It's a real double standard that Stargate perpetuates about um, alien uh, UFO theorists and stuff. Anyway, ten points because the sexual tension we missed earlier in the episode with Samantha Carter and Jack O'Neill is revisited here with Samantha Carter and Jonas Quinn with the nice couple joke, which is of course just brilliant comic timing. Very cute. Uh, Jonas Quinn, oh no, we're not a couple, and then cut off by Samantha Carter, doesn't miss a beat, grabs his hand and smiles sweetly. Oh yes, we're engaged. My parents love him. 
<laughs> we met on a mountaintop. <laughs> he proposed to me under the sea. Yes. Um, very funny joke. Very, very good. It's like the high point for the episode, really, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, ten points because Teal'c is outside and he's giving info, but he's out, he's walking around in the real world wearing his hat, trying to pass as human. The Murray guy. And the end of the episode comes in a big old hangar at the airport, which you may, of course, recognize as the same hangar they use in the episode Touchstone. Um where the Stargate is lying down and the people who stole the thing are in there. And there's also other episodes like Redemption where they're flying the X-302s. And so that makes a total of... Let's see, 10, 20, 25, 30, 1, 2, 3, 4, 36 points. A fairly average episode, a very, like I said, an easy episode, inoffensive episode. It's not complicated. Everything is spelled out. It goes a little bit too slowly for my personal taste to really love it, but I mean, it's just easy watching, a good episode, and it, um, some nice character bits. Especially the Jonas stuff. I think he got a lot of development in this one. And that's cool. And he's got, um, some really important ones coming up. Metamorphosis and, oh god, I can't remember what it's called, but the one that follows Metamorphosis, where again, Jonas starts having some more visions in this season. And, um, yes, shit goes nasty for that. Um, but what are you going to do? We're not there yet. Um, join me next time, won't you? And, of course, it's a... Oh, I sh should have mentioned this at the, at the top. It's farewell to um, the podcast Open the Iris with Rick and Roe. Um, Rick posted a thing on Patreon. I was a Patreon supporter of their podcast, um, saying he's basically f not feeling it anymore and needs to take a break from podcasting and doesn't know if he'll be back. Um, so, Shalkek Nemron, you fought well, my friend. We die free. Go do your thing. Um, enjoy your life and come back to podcasting when you feel like it. I mean, you're always welcome. <laughs> Guests, guest on my humble little show here if you like um i've really enjoyed hearing his voice um getting to know uh their their takes on stargate through listening to all their back catalog um and it's diff it's i mean i've said it before many times but they're so worth following uh it's open the iris you can find that podcast anywhere you get podcasts and um yeah you will be missed. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next time. Bye.